I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. College Football Live is presented by Dr. Pepper. Just like that, we find ourselves at week nine. It's hard to believe. Happy to have you with us for College Football Live. Sam Macho, Stanford Steve, I'm Wendy Nix. We start with our Wendy's Wake Up, another full slate of games brought to you by Wendy's Breakfast. This slate loaded straight from noon to the nightcap. Three ranked matchups highlight each time slot. We've got rivalry games like Florida, Georgia, Michigan, Michigan State, just adding salt to the wound here. Here's Billy Napier on the tremendous rivalry that is Florida, Georgia. I don't think anybody that's walking the halls in this building, most everybody understands the things that come with this game. I grew up in the state of Georgia, grew up watching this game. Our players are well aware. A good percentage of that have played in this game, and we got another percentage that grew up watching the game. We all understand the history and tradition behind this game. Billy Napier facing a tough task in his first meeting against Georgia. However, how about this? Five of the last seven Florida head coaches have won their first meeting in this rivalry. Jim McElwain was the most recent to do it. That was in 2015. We'll do the same treatment for each of these big games, Sam, and we'll start with you. Uh, Quite simply, Florida pulls off the upset if they do what? If they play more sound on the defensive side of the ball. This team needs to be more discipline. Look at their game last two weeks ago against LSU. You saw so many missed tackles, but more importantly, missed assignments. This play right here, uh, you went for the dive instead of getting the quarterback. This play, uh, the defender hesitated instead of trying to affect the quarterback. And then you talked about it, the missed tackle here. Another one. Another one. Another one. I mean, like, this, like, all the <laughs> touchdowns that LSU gave up, uh, that Florida gave up to LSU, they were Florida's fault. So they didn't get beat. They beat themselves. Yeah, you can't beat yourself, especially when you play the number one team in the country, which brings us to Georgia, Steve. And, you know, there's not been a lot of debate about the Bulldogs and where they fall. We'll see what happens on Tuesday. But what do you need to see? Georgia needs to show you what in this game? That that they're worthy of the number one ranking, Wendy. And when I think about Georgia, they're coming off the bye. You know, they had three inferior opponents they beat before that. But to me, it's starting to get things rolling here, right? You're getting the meat of your schedule. You're a number one ranked team, but you haven't played like it, in my opinion. I need to see more dominance from the defense. They're last in the SEC in sacks, last in tackles for loss. 
and I get it. You have your number one difference maker, Jalen Carter, not, not playing this week. You don't have your best wide receiver in A.D. Mitchell playing. I understand that. But you are playing an inferior opponent with Florida. Sam just touched on how bad Florida's defense is, and that's why you should have the advantage here. But when you're playing Florida, they're number one in the country in yards per rush at, at over six yards per rush. Show me that Georgia defense and shut Florida down and win in an impressive fashion to, to be worthy of a number one ranking. Right, as we go into those first rankings, which will be released on Tuesday. Florida, by the way, 3-14 and 14 all-time against top-ranked teams. And, of course, Georgia right now is our top-ranked team. Let's talk a little bit about Ohio State and Penn State. The Buckeyes offense, the only one in the FBS to score on, how about this, guys, 100% of their red zone drives, every single one. But they'll be playing a stout Penn State defense that's third in opponent completion percentage they'll need to be and has more interceptions than passing touchdowns allowed. Penn State, by the way, confident in their own quarterback that he can step up in this big game. I think people don't understand how much of a, a leader Sean is. Um, how much of a great quarterback Sean is and how many big games he's played in and how much that really gives confidence to, to this entire team. Big moments aren't new to him. Um, he's been in this situation before. And, uh, you know, when you have a quarterback who's, who's been there, done that, um, and is back for more, hey, that, that makes the entire team confident that we can get the job done. This being uh, Cliff's uh, fourth start against Ohio State, I definitely think it's going to help him. You know, he knows what to expect from them. And he's played him numerous times. So I just think uh, going into the game that he's probably calm as anybody and he's going to be ready to go. All right, Sam, same idea here. Penn State pulls off the upset if. Uh, if they force more turnovers. I didn't know that Penn State had more interceptions and passing touchdowns before this show, but I'm glad <laughs> I know now. Here's why. Uh, Penn State can find a way to turn over C.J. Stroud. The last four games, C.J. Stroud has thrown an interception in each one of those games. He has four picks on the year. Penn State, as we know, has seven picks on the season. So these DBs got to continue not only to turn C.J. Stroud over, but to score on these turnovers, get into the end zone. If you do that, you'll have a chance to at least slow down the Ohio State offense, but also score some points with your offense not being able to score as much on their side of the ball. I totally agree. Penn State will need those extra opportunities, but it's possible if their defense does that. All right, what do you need, Steve? Ohio State needs to show you what? To be dominant on the, on the road against the ranked opponent, Wendy. And when you talk about Ohio State, you have to start with C.J. Stroud. I get it. They've been dominant against the teams they've played. It's not their fault that their teams have been bad on their schedule. But when I think about Re Ohio State and their resume, they've played one road game. One road game. All right, they went to Sparty and, and, and whipped up on Sparty. Now you go on the road again. And when I watched the tape of Ohio State's offense, I wanted to see more last week against Iowa with the run game. They only ran for 66 yards. But you look at that resume there. Now you go on the road and you have a chance to prove yourself and prove that you're worthy of a number one ranking. And I want to see more consistency from an offensive line as I touched out. Didn't look great against Iowa last week, but now you go on the road in a tough environment. How do you respond? Go out and dominate and prove that you're worthy of a number one ranking. Look, these games for these teams are big opportunities. I understand that where you finish in the rankings is certainly not where you start, but they'll be watching that on Tuesday. And this weekend, to your point, Steve, both these top teams have a chance to make a statement. Uh, this next game, I think you have to say all bets are off, quite, 
quite literally when Michigan-Michigan State gets mm -hmm. together. It is certainly viewed anyway as a lopsided matchup, but you know, anything happens when these two tangle. Michigan State has beaten a ranked Michigan team 11 times while they are unranked. That's the most by any team against a single opponent in the AP poll era. It is possible, Sam. Michigan State pulls off the upset if what? Two things. Number one, you have to be able to stop the run. We know how Michigan wants to run the ball. They're top 10 in rushing offense, followed by Blake Corum, right? He's the one that makes the whole thing go. But if Michigan State can stop the run, not even similar to what they did against Wisconsin, but close, right? They gave up some big plays against Wisconsin, 150 rushing yards, but it was better than what they've done. They've been 79th. And then secondly, the second thing you need to do is have a couple big plays to Jaden Reed, right? Jaden Reed, outside receiver. Have Peyton Thorne find Jaden Reed a couple times that you stop the run and you get some scores on the offensive side of the ball, then you'll be able to find a way to pull off a huge upset. All right, fair enough. Steve, Michigan needs to show you what? To prove, just keep dominating, folks. Wendy, I mean, we talk about out-of-conference schedule. It's pretty weak with what Michigan has. They do have that win over Penn State where I thought Penn State would give Michigan problems, and they didn't. And when you think about Michigan, you think about a dominant defense and the ability to run the football. Look at that out-of-conference. They are not going to get the benefit of the doubt later on in the year when we start comparing resumes. So how do you counter that? You completely dominate your opponents and I think they have the chance in this conference because there aren't that many top level teams the bottom teams you continue don't show any weaknesses and just dominate teams and everything will take care of itself as long as you win games moving forward by the way, Mel Tucker 2-0 against Michigan in his first two games. He's the only mm. coach uh, for Sparty to do that, to win his first two games in that rivalry. So, you know, you never know. Uh, just a reminder, this is our Saturday night game. It's a big one. Michigan, Michigan State presented by Capital One. Number four, Michigan. This game at the big house. The 115th battle for the Paul Bunyan Trophy. Sean McDonough, Todd Blackledge have the call. That's a 7.30 Eastern kick on ABC and the ESPN app. Ahead on College Football Live, if you're in the market for a matchup of stellar quarterbacks, look no further. Kentucky, Tennessee has two of the best in the country, and we'll tell you what to watch for coming up. Plus, is it time to start taking TCU a bit more seriously? Find out while one of us says the Horn Frogs have as good a resume as any team in the country, not named Tennessee. College Football Live is presented by Delicious, ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Welcome back to College Football Live. Jay Walker, Tiffany Green here to break down everything HBCU. And Jay, one of the things I love about you, you always like to find those talented players. And Shaq Davis, the South Carolina State wide receiver, is dripping with NFL talent. We're talking about six catches, 116 yards, and two touchdowns in that win over North Carolina Central. And one of the most dominating performances I've seen by an HBCU wide receiver in a long, long time. Shaq Davis has all the tools. He came in with a lot of potential, but now potential is reality. Six feet, five inches tall, almost 200 pounds he weighs, fantastic ball catch radius. Shaq Davis is a total prospect. Reminds me of Marcus Hinton, who played at Alcorn State, who went on to become an NFL tight end. Shaq Davis has all the tools that NFL scouts would love. Breakout performance. Keep an eye on Shaq Davis. He's a star. And his South Carolina State Bulldogs in the driver's seat in the conference. Meanwhile, when you take a look at North Carolina Central and where does it leave them, the postseason uh, chances for the Eagles and Trey Oliver. I know they're disappointed. You know, it's going to be tough for them to make it to the Cricket Celebration Bowl. However, if you take a look at their impressive victories, they've had non-conference. They beat North Carolina A&T who has a chance to win the Big South Conference. They beat New Hampshire, who's ranked in the top 25 out of the CAA, and they end the season playing Tennessee Tech. Three impressive non-conference victories. I think North Carolina Central should continue to play hard, and they have a good chance at making it to the FCS playoffs with an at-large invitation. Jay, let's move to the SWAC, and right now, Jackson State controlling their own destiny in the East, but things could always shake out a little bit differently. How do you see things playing out the rest of the way? Well, one, I'm not even going to try and predict what's going to happen in the West, because the West is the wacky West, and it's wide open between four teams that can win that there. But let's just assume that Jackson State wins out, they win the East, and they win the SWAC championship. They get that. Well, then that leaves room for Florida A&M, Willie Simmons and the Rattlers. They followed this formula a season ago after losing to Jackson State by one point. They went on to win out. So Florida A&M can win out again this year. They can go 9-2, and two, and I believe they will receive another invitation to the FCS playoffs. Not a bad consolation price if you can't make it to the Cricket Celebration Bowl. But how about this? Let's get excited, Tiff. You're talking about an opportunity to have two teams in the Cricket Celebration Bowl and two teams in the FCS playoffs. What a fantastic year that would be for HBCU football. That's what's up. No doubt, Jay. Couldn't agree with you more. You know what's also up? College game day going to Jackson State this weekend. You're absolutely right, guys. Reese and the Game Day crew will be in Jackson. It's Coach Prime's Jackson State Tigers host Southern Game Day kicks off Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern on ESPN. All right, get ready for a solid matchup on Rocky Top featuring two stellar quarterbacks. How about this last season? Hinton Hooker and Will Levis combined, oh, I don't know, for, say, 750 yards and nine touchdowns. Nobody expecting much different this time around. This game is like kind of like a battle of the quarterbacks, if you want to, you know, call it how it is. Will Levis, he's, he's a great quarterback, great player. He, he, he's a competitor. He's going to he do what he has to do to win. He is on a mission each and every day to get better. I think it's just a, a mindset you have to have. There's 
There's really no secret to it. I promise you, there, there's not another guy that I would trade him for. Hendon is just a, a leader for this team all around. He's a very poised quarterback. And it all goes through Hendon because he is uh, making very quick decisions. Um, he can hurt you with his legs when he has to. Um, but uh, he also is very, very accurate on the deep throw. To me, it's his complete command within what we're doing that has allowed him to play the level that he is. Just want to make sure that, that we're getting things done uh, the right way, um, the same way that Coach Hype you know, is reciprocating that to us, that he wants things done a certain way, and I, I'm just here to carry that out. Sam, look, I, I honestly think you could watch the first football game of your entire life, okay, number one, and realize this game was likely to come back to these two quarterbacks, come down to these QBs. Uh, which of these two teams has a better chance of disrupting the other's quarterback? Uh, I would say Tennessee has a better chance of disrupting Will Levis. And part of that, it's not just the sack numbers. Tennessee only has 17 sacks on the season, but they have a lot of pressure, right? Even this game against Alabama, they were pressuring Bryce Young. They had a lot of QB hits, quarterback hurries against Bryce Young. Uh, they'll get a chance to continue to get after Will Levis. That's what stood out to me. The numbers weren't all there, but the pressure, the effects, the hits, the hurries, that's what stood out for this Tennessee defense. We talk about Tennessee's offense, and we we know, of course, uh, that they score points early and often. Is that, Steve, sustainable, in your opinion, as we move down the stretch? Absolutely. If it's not broke, don't fix it, right? <laughs> right, Wendy? I mean, when you think about Tennessee, they are 121st out of 131 teams as, as far as time of possession goes. They lead the country in points. And when you think about all that comes with it, how do you prepare for that? You cannot prepare for that kind of tempo in practice. So when you look at the matchup, I think Kentucky, the idea of, of keeping the ball away from Tennessee, that's nice and all, but it doesn't work. You have to score touchdowns, and somehow you have to find a way to limit Tennessee. If you, can't, if, if, if you get a stop, field goal, or a stop on downs, that's where it comes down to me. It's on Kentucky's defense. Yeah, listen, that bend, don't break thing hardly applies here. Tennessee just scores all yeah. the time. And by the way, just the third time mm. uh, these two teams have met as ranked opponents, first time since 1951, so another good one on Rocky Top. Let's talk about TCU for just a minute. They take their undefeated show on the road. Let's not forget, they have yet to lose a game. Uh, they go to West Virginia. The Mountaineers will have their hands full, also containing a quarterback. Max Duggan, by the way, has thrown 19 touchdowns and just one interception. And we've referenced this, Steve, but to be clear, uh, the first college football playoff rankings come out on Tuesday. And right now, uh, you make the argument that TCU is underranked. Why is that? Look at the body of work, Wendy. I mean, look every single week we do this show. TCU has been a topic on the show. It's because they're winning games against great competition. Look at the ranked teams they've beaten. And on top of that, you go back a week earlier, they go in a rivalry game and play Sonny Dykes' former school in SMU and get a win. So, yeah, I, I think they're ranked way too low. And I'm already prepared to see how low they're going to be ranked uh, Tuesday night because of, of the perception of them. But I think what they've done on the field, people can take all the metrics and all that, whatever they want. But what they've done on the field is as impressive as anybody in the country not named Tennessee.
Yeah, what they've done on the field, I don't know. They have beaten four straight top 25 teams, Sam. I mean, not only are they undefeated, it's not as if it's been a cakewalk. Who who poses a threat, in your opinion, to TCU? Well, well first, Wendy, I, I got to just acknowledge San Francisco. That warms my heart. Like, I did not expect that coming out today. <laughs> that you, Like, number one, I agree. First and foremost, I agree. But I didn't expect it. Like, look at their body of work, number one. All the teams they think that, 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 that are ranked. But then also I wonder who can beat them, right? Like, okay, you got you mm. got Texas Tech coming up. Obviously, West Virginia, Texas Tech. You got Baylor who's kind of struggled. Texas struggled. Iowa State maybe, right? But out of all these teams, I don't expect any of them to be able to beat TCU, which leaves TCU undefeated. Now, of course, right, there's going to be – there can be lulls in, inside of your schedule. There can be lulls even as you prepare for a team that you should beat. But – TCU has really beat everyone they were supposed to beat. They've knocked out the knocked off the big dogs. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, though they've had a down year. So for me, I just wonder can anybody in the Big 12 on this remaining schedule beat TCU? They already beat Kansas State, they beat everybody else. You know what's insane, guys, and it underscores uh, Stanford Steve's point. They are one of six remaining undefeated teams, yet according to our analytics team, have less than a 10% chance to make the college football playoff. I mean, I, you can only do what you can do, right, which is to win, and that's all they've done mm -hmm. so far. Let's take a look now at our Dr. Pepper Championship Game of the Week preview. Uh, it's Notre Dame and Syracuse on paper. It looks like a tough match for the Irish. Uh, matched against Syracuse's defense, which still ranks among the best in the country. And as a result, again, our analytics team gives the Orange a 60% chance to win this one. On Tuesday, we got our first glimpse into what the college football playoff committee is thinking when that initial ranking is released. Who's in your top four? We'll compare and contrast when we come back. You're watching College Football Live, presented by Dr. Pepper. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. College Football Live is presented by delicious ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Well, plenty of fodder for debate. Tuesday, the exclusive reveal of the first college football playoff top 25. Reese and the guys will have all the reaction you need. Seven Eastern, four Pacific on ESPN and the app. All right. Uh, the good thing about this stands receive, everybody has an opinion. Only some count. Uh, but who you have at this point in your top four? 
Yep, you can see him on the bottom of the screen now, Wendy. I do not have a Big Ten team in there. And it's all based on resume, body of work. I talked about it earlier in the show. All these teams in my top four have a very multiple wins out of their home stadium. Now, Ohio State, there's your motivation. Go with Penn State. I can find yourself in my rankings. Listen, we got to put up your little Twitter handle. They're going to be atting you all day long from the Big Ten. Sam, who's in yours? They already have. Hey, what's the what's the handle, Steve? Because sure. I need to I need to at you too. I love your list. Now, mine <laughs> is very boring, very basic. I thought the question was, what do you think it's going to look like? This is what I think it's going to look like: Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, gotcha. Michigan. What it looks like right now. But I'm going with Stanford, Steve. What's your Twitter, man? I want to follow you. <laughs> Listen, it, it's not boring and basic if you're one of those four teams in it, Sam. They they would disagree. Uh, listen, uh, we'll see exactly how the college football playoff committee thinks. It's not the final rankings, but it does allow us to see where they're headed again coming up on Tuesday. College Football Live back tomorrow at 3 o'clock Eastern.